What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the ninth episode of the Bad Decisions, Good Intentions podcast. You already know who it is. It's your boy T. Hudden. And I'm going to let my host introduce themselves today. Today, you have Frijoles. This is Art. This is Joe. Joe who? Clay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Joe, Joe. There you go. I know y'all hear two different voices as our host today. It's because Schnurly, unfortunately, couldn't make it and neither for Jackson. So shout out to them because they are handling business and we always put our business first. So shout out, shout out to Schnurly and Jackson. But moving on, we have a very, very, very special guest in the building today. And when I say building, I mean recording. So without further ado, <laughs> let me introduce the one, the only Miss Lady Bird, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. That's good. It's, it's great to have you, man. Episode nine, we're gonna close it out. We're gonna close it out with a great guest. So, you know, I'm glad to have you on here today. Yes, very, definitely. Very, very, as you can hear from Tristan's voice. <laughs> Bruno, please go. <get> <laughs> So, Miss Lady Bird, we always start our podcast off with like a little warm up check, get our guest, and in this case, our new host for this episode, accustomed to how we do things the BDGI way. So, Bruno, please take us to the promise land. All right. So, I can do a little bit of something. So, today we got just um, more of a intuitive one to three word answer. So, I'm going to shout out one word, a phrase. I need everyone to tell me what's the first thing that comes to mind. Oh man, okay. Okay. The Jordan James. I'm trying to get every focal point in everyone's you know temple right now. See where we at, and then we can dive into the podcast. So, yeah, whatever, Bruno, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, first one, favorite. Who? Shoot. Flavor, flavor. New York, New York, yeah, New York. Big watch chain. Public enemy. There you go. I was thinking the same thing too when I wrote that down. Public Enemy. What is that? His oh, he ha- he's an artist. You know that he's an artist first. I mean, yeah, I, he was a rapper, but I thought I thought his catalog just ended with the flavor, flavor. <laughs> no, he was a hype man too before all of that, right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, he was a hype oh, man. The second one I felt like was well, yeah, like Flavor of Love. That's what it was. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I just so y'all don't know Flavor Flav from the big chain he wear the clock chain, the clock. Yeah, right, but yeah, that, but that was a hype me. Yeah, Public Enemy. Yes, most rap definitely. Girl. Oh, mm-hmm. oh public, okay. Public Enemy was a rap group. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Miss Lady would know this. She's from that era. Oh, man. Whoa, what is oh, Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Oh, wait a minute. No, you know, 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 you you know, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Kinteo. Kinteo. Kobe. Who? Come on, you never saw the skit? No, not at all. Did you say Kobe? Toby. Toby. Oh, Bruce. Kobe, Toby. That's Kunta Kinte. What's that? His name was The Kobe, Toby stuff? You said it came out when? 2015, no? What are you talking about? Mm, that's deep right there. No. Bruno is just uneducated. That's all <laughs> I'm asking the question, though. Toby <laughs> is Kunta Kinte. 
Kuta Kenny oh, and Toby. They drew him until he basically changed his own. Well, right. they changed his name for him. But they told him his name was Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I'm Kuta. They mm-hmm. cracked him on the back until he basically he said his name was Toby. Now they beat it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's yeah. Yeah, a new John Hancock. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Wait, what? Oops. Okay. What? So, you know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the next question? This one, Scooby Doo. Where are you? The van. Oh, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Zoink. Sir. Jinkies. Jinkies. But they had some good fruit snacks too. My glass fruit snacks. Scooby snacks. The blue fruit snack. And yes, they're good. They be juicy. I mean, I don't know why you said a color, JoJo. Like they all don't taste. No, because the blue one, the blue one hits. It hits a little different. It hit a little different. It does a little different. Yeah, it would be blue, blue, red, and purple. It was matte material, (laughs) and they had we do cookies too. Oh, the vanilla wafers. No, vanilla wafers. No, hey, Bruno, Bruno. I wish I could show y'all a picture. They were vanilla wafers and it was Scooby Snacks and there was like a rainbow. Oh, wow. Never. Yeah. Never you know, ever experienced. Is that like an uprun thing? Childhood. New York? Yeah, JoJo, where are you from? They gotta be from where you're from. St. Louis. Yeah. And we get the last of the groceries, so I know y'all had it. No. Nah. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm in Texas. Nah. And I definitely didn't see it. That must have been the if dollar I, store brand. If I sent they was at the grocery store. <laughs> uh, moving on with the next question. <laughs> uh, next word we have Halloween. Boo. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Michael Myers, mm-hmm. oh, Michael Myers most definitely. Or uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, even though that's more than like two words or whatever. It's a good movie. <laughs> but if it's before Christmas, wouldn't it be Christmas? It's still a Halloween movie. You have the okay, look, so no, I forgot the name of the main character. I, I didn't I didn't watch it. Jack Skeleton. Yeah, Jack Skeleton. And basically, you know her thing. He got tired of celebrating Halloween every day, basically. So he went somewhere where he could celebrate Christmas, right? Am I right? I never watched it. Don't remember. Y'all missing out. That's a great that's Edward Scissorhands. Okay, next. That's definitely not okay, Johnny you know Depp moving on. There's Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. Johnny Depp. I didn't know that was the person we were going to. I never watched the movie. I just know it's Johnny Depp. Yeah, you gotta watch the movie. He's, he's really not with the scissors. I'll pass. I, yeah, I don't have any more. that comes to mind. Uh, next one we have wrestling. Randy Orton. Hulk Hogan. Rashiki. Who? Rashiki. Yeah, Rashiki, the guy with the big booty. Don't ask me why I remember that, but that's what comes to mind when I think of that. So, y'all don't think of Randy Orton, RKO? Triple no. H is another oh, one. Rashiki from the Rock. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Rick Flair. Ain't that a wrestling? Yeah, yeah. Rick Flair. Yeah. Woo. Definitely. Not. I heard mm-hmm. Rick Flair was very racist, by the way. Rick Flair is no, Hulk Hogan. It wouldn't surprise me. Right. They're, oh. they're like they like brothers. Brothers? We're brothers. <laughs> Moving on. Uh. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one we got, uh, we're thinking of crypto. Currency. Wow. Dogecoin. Krypton. Superman. Oh, what? You just changed the word? I didn't change. He said. No, he, he's like, right. Yeah. Crypto. Like, well, no. Krypton. Actually, no. Like tonight. I, I did. I did actually kind of change. Bitcoin. Yeah. Cryptocurrency, bro. Shiba. <laughs> I got money. I like wish, money. Wish I knew more. Wait, was Shiba the word? Yeah, it's the latest one. Hmm. The latest coin. 
Yeah, you know how it goes. Going crazy go right now. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, latest boing boing. Boing 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 right now. Uh, I should have that's, that's what it's doing, Art. Boing boing boing. Boing boing boing. boing. <laughs> it's going up. <laughs> Christ. Bruno moving on. <laughs> that last one of the day, BLM. BLM. That long marching. Scam. What? what? <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Was that Lady Bird or was that? I concur. No, I that was a joke. No, that wasn't. But I do concur. Thank you. It was art. I stand on it. Oh. Mm. Oh. oh. Ooh. Well, I'll just say. No, I, I, it is Black Lives Matter. But, you know, that organization itself, you know, I think to go in depth, it'd probably be another podcast. Mm. But, you know, yeah, yeah. I stand on what bonus I episode. say. I'm going to yeah. say protest. That's going to be my word. <laughs> <laughs> say it, word. Say it, All right. So we appreciate Bruno per usual for that. <laughs> Interesting is really an understatement at this point. But we appreciate the <laughs> warm-up segment. Before. Yes, you're, you're free holidays. Yes, yes, free holidays. Okay. Anyway, so Lady Bird, we are going to do like an open discussion interview with you. Is that okay with you? Just to pick your mind. Yes, absolutely. Love it. love it. We love to see it. We love to see it. So just starting off, just let the listeners know, like, where are you from? Like, you know, do you have any kids? Where are you? You know, just, who, just let the listeners know who is Lady Bird, basically. Yeah, sure. So I reside in Jacksonville, Florida. I am born and raised here. Have lived other places, but somehow I found myself back here. I have four kids. I have an 18-year-old. A new 18-year-old at September. I have twins that are 13, a girl and a boy. Twins? Youngest... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, twins. <laughs> Surprise. She looks and, good. And I have a seven-year-old daughter who is the head of the house, obviously. Mm. Youngest always does that. Yes, they Yes, they do. I'm also a special needs mom. So my twins were born when I was only 23 weeks pregnant. So they were micro preemies. Very, very small. One pound six, one pound seven ounces. Oh, wow. So my son has cerebral palsy. He is completely dependent on me. He's in a wheelchair. He functions less than a year old. And his twin, she is on the autism spectrum. So she's pretty much very independent. But of course, I still have to help her with small things. But other than that, that's who I am. I'm mom, super mom. Yes, lady. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it yeah. says I'm super mom. So that is the title that I have stuck with. That's your costume. Um, I like it. And I also have my partner. He is also a paraplegic. He had a spinal injury about four years ago, so he is in a wheelchair as well. We've been together over a year now. Funny, when I met him, I did not know he was in a wheelchair. Huh? <laughs> because Wait, we met online. We met oh. on a dating website. Interesting. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, and oh, it, was, it was actually in his bio. And for some reason, I didn't see it because I liked everything else I was reading. I didn't even see the part that he There you go. Look at that. That's so, beautiful. you know, once so wait, we, uh, when you met him in person, like what, what was that like? Well, when I met him in person, of course, I knew he was in a wheelchair then because we video, you know, we video chat and stuff like that. But when I met him in person, it was just, it was, everything just fell into place. It was always, it was instant. So, okay. yeah. Ooh. He stuck with me. He can't go nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. I love nope. Or like, was that a joke? No, it was not a joke. And I, And look, <laughs> And I always make the joke, I'm a cougar because I'm three weeks older than him. <laughs> Wait, so, I don't get it. Oh. But he like he likes older women. Oh my gosh. No, you don't get it. Oh my gosh. He gets oh. it. 
Wait, I, are you actually like three weeks older than him? Or? Yeah, we're the oh. born the same year. Oh, we had we literally are the same astrological sign. I'm a Taurus. He's a Taurus, but I'm in April. Taurus gang. Yeah, I'm April. He's May. But I was born. You like he's in Not when there's Tauruses. Oh my goodness. And it's weird because I didn't. I've never really dated another Taurus seriously. And so I thought we were going to butt heads on everything, but we are literally... He's the male version of me. Oh, that's what I would think. Two bulls in one household, I would think, like... Yeah. He's like, y'all get each other. Yeah, he's the complete male version of me. And oddly enough, as we were learning each other, our lives have been almost parallel, the things that we've experienced through life. So that was really something crazy, but it made sense. So like, can we debunk this? For, like, do y'all really believe in the whole horoscope dating thing? Like, really? Sometimes. Well, I I wouldn't say wholeheartedly, but like sometimes, yeah, you it's definitely you can see similar characteristics, but they won't like wholeheartedly be exactly the same. Right. Right. You won't make mm-hmm. your your relationship on it, but yeah, because he's not into the whole astrological god, and he like he smart you know. <laughs> but there are some similarities, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so that's pretty much me. I have an older sibling. My brother's eight years older than me, so it's just me and him. I actually was a twin when I was born. My mom miscarried my twin, so that kind of runs in the family. But I have a very large family. I have over 100 cousins, so more siblings who have cousins, right? That's crazy. Dang. You got to be careful who you meet. <laughs> Do you know all your cousins? <laughs> Bruno, Bruno, don't slide that in there. Yeah. <laughs> On my mom's side of the family, honestly, <laughs> yes. My grandmother had 14 kids. My mom's the, the 12th of 14. And so, yeah, I know most of her side of the family. And I literally just met a lot of my dad's side of the family after I did my ancestry DNA. Oh, that's um, cool. And so I'm learning my dad's side of the family more because I only do immediate. But, yeah, so it's interesting. So, yeah, that's pretty much me for Love now. Yeah, other questions going. <laughs> Factual. So like, now that you say that, let's just go ahead and get into it. I don't know if you wanted to wait or not, but. Oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. going with the flow of you guys factual so okay lady bird we okay so i met you on an app go i don't know if it was speakeasy or clubhouse it was one of them speakeasy. it was speakeasy most definitely speakeasy i met yes. you on speakeasy and your journey the journey that you've been to for the past let's just say 14 years really grabbed my attention and it kind of like definitely inspired me so that's why that's definitely why you're here right now because i literally you know it what you're doing right now is like very strong so could you please explain to the listeners what you've been going through for the past 14 years and just explain your story. All right. So I'm going to take you guys in my time machine. Y'all ready? Ready. Yeah. ready. All right. So listen, I don't know how old you was, but let's go back to 2007. So 2007. Okay. okay. I was 17 for me. I was 20. <laughs> So 2007, I was 24 years old and I got married August 4th, 2007. And it was my first time getting married, first time having, I would say, a serious, committed relationship. And the whole newlywed stuff, all that stuff took place. And here it is, October that same year. And I find out I'm pregnant because, you know, you get married, you have a partner and... 
the first thing you think about is, you know, you want to have a child. I already had my oldest daughter was already born in 2003. So she was a couple years old. And me and my husband at the time, we said we wanted to have kids. And that's what we did. So I ended up pregnant. Of course, I didn't know at the time I was pregnant with twins and went to the doctor. So when you get pregnant, first appointment is always a questionnaire. They draw blood and they say, oh, well, we'll see you in about a month. So at that time, I was working a third shift job and I started getting real sick, nauseous, that whole pregnancy stuff. And I got so nauseous till I was becoming dehydrated, which I didn't know it, of course, until I went to the doctor. So I called and I said, hey, I'm this is what I'm feeling. I'm looking pale, all kind of stuff. So they bring me in. Now, this is November 21st, 2007. That year was it was the day before Thanksgiving. So this is a Wednesday. I go into the doctor's office, me and my husband. I'm sitting in there. So picture this room, little small room. There's this leather recliner, you know, the ones they have in the hospitals. One of those, mm-hmm. the uncomfortable ones. <laughs> Always. Um, this IV pole, because they they're giving me IV fluids to hydrate me. There's this dull gray paint on the wall. And if you guys have ever had IV, you know, you can kind of smell the smell of the IV. And so I'm sitting in this recliner, I'm getting this medicine in, and also they're adding in nausea medicine because I could not stop being nauseous and vomiting and stuff like that. And so the doctor comes in because at this point she's got my labs back from my first appointment. And she just says, is it okay if I ask your husband to step out of the room? And I'm saying, okay, he's saying, okay, because at this point, you know, I, I was a medical assistant, had been a medical assistant since 2003 or four. So I understood patient confidentiality, stuff like that. Sometimes the doctor just wants to talk to you by yourself. So it didn't strike me as odd or anything. And so he steps out of the room. She comes back in and she said, well, I got your labs back and everything looks okay. except one thing. Now, when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, I did have gestational diabetes. So that's basically having diabetes while you're pregnant. Okay. Um, So some women, after they give birth, the diabetes goes away. Some women, it lingers, it's borderline, and sometimes it stays. So for me, my diabetes pretty much was kind of borderline at that point. So I'm thinking, okay, she's going to tell me something's wrong with my blood sugar. I got diabetes while I'm pregnant, that kind of thing. That wasn't the issue. She says, no, your blood sugars look fine. I'm like, okay. And you know how you have a friend that looks like they want to tell you something they don't know how to tell you? Right. Yeah. So that's how this doctor was looking at me. She's looking at me like, oh, how do I tell this woman? So she finally just comes out and says to me, well, I got your labs back and everything looks okay. except one thing. And your labs say that you're HIV positive. So when she tells me this, I just went numb. I stare at that dull gray wall. I couldn't look her in the face. At that point, I felt a sense of shame Mm -hmm. because... This lady is telling me this, and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I just got married, you know. And at that moment, so many things, so many, oh, you know how they say love is blind? Yes. Yes. So many things, like, just, you know just how. Just our flashback and, yeah, like, all the memories coming forward. They show somebody, you know, when you watch a movie, they show somebody thinking, and when they're thinking, it's just flashback and all these memories. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. what happened physically in my mind. 
And before this, you weren't like you didn't have any previous like STDs or anything, right? Right. No. Prior to that, like I said, I had been a medical assistant. So every year I would go and get tested anyway because I have a high tolerance for pain. So imagine if I probably did accidentally stick myself with a needle or something, I would have never probably felt it. Mm-hmm. So I always tested yearly. So I was always negative. And that December, prior to that November, I had a bone marrow biopsy done because I got very sick and had to have it done for them to find out what was wrong with me. So at that point, I was tested for literally everything you think of in the whole wide world. (laughs) And so I knew I was negative then. And I had never had unprotected sex with him prior to our wedding night. Anytime we didn't, anytime we did engage in anything, it was always protected. I made sure that Mm -hmm. that was the type of person I was. Mm -hmm. And so she's telling me, so we're sitting in this room. I'm thinking it hit me right then. So she's like, Well, you want to bring him in and tell him, or you want me to tell him? I said, You can bring him in and you can tell him because if what you're telling me is true, then he's the reason why. Go and so yeah, and so she brought him in and she told him and in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, he knows. You know, that's all I keep thinking in my head. Like, yeah, he knows. And so when she told him, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing of, you know, shock. Shock. Was yeah. Shock. He wasn't. No sympathy? You know, I would have been irate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, most definitely. And he didn't feel no type of way. And he just looked at her. And he was like, well, we'll get through this. Everything will be okay. Well, what? Well, well, what? Yeah. And so... We leave that appointment. We get in the car and he doesn't immediately crank the car up. We just sit there. Of course, I'm still not talking to him. Number one, I'm nauseous still and I'm drowsy from the medicines. And he says to me, don't tell anyone. Oh, what? this nigga got some nerve. What? And so when he says that to me, I immediately, you know, it's like, OK, yeah, definitely 100 percent sure. You know, that this man. Yeah. And so. He knew. Yeah. So we got home and my mom and my aunt had came to visit for Thanksgiving. And at that point, I just, I went in the room, locked the door, didn't want to be bothering anybody. So all my mom knew was, okay, she just ain't feeling good. Mm -hmm. You know, and here it is now, the beginning of December, 2007. I'm going back to work. I'm driving to work one night and I just broke down. It just hit me like instantly. I'm driving to work and I just, I couldn't do nothing. So I called my mom and she's like, what's wrong? She's thinking I got in the car accident or something like, no. And I'm explaining to her what happened. This is what happened while you was there. And all she could do is cry and say, well, why didn't you tell me why I was there? And and honestly, I don't even think I told it to this day, but I ain't tell her because I ain't want her to go crazy. You like she probably <laughs> yeah, you know, my, my, my mom, you know, it's a black bear hole, right? I ain't want no bloodshed on the hat, yeah, right? Not they were given because I, I, you look, my mama got rear ended by a guy one time when she was pregnant, she about choked that bad to death. So just imagine <laughs> what she would have done had she found that out right then. So I didn't tell her then, and I explained that to her. And we called my oldest daughter's godmom on the phone because my mom's like, well, you know, at this point, I'm not living here in Jacksonville, Florida. I was in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you're way up there and I can't be there right now. And I need somebody that's here that I can at least talk to. And so we talked to my oldest daughter's godmom and we called on three way, explained to her the situation. 
Now, here they all crying on the phone. I don't stop crying. They still crying. So, like, come on, y'all. We got to calm down. So, finally, I got them calm. And my mom's like, well, what are you going to do? So, for the whole month of December, I say, well, you know what? I'm just going to come back to Florida and just clear my mind, get myself together. And that's what I did. So, all the December 07, I was in Florida. And I didn't go back until two days after Christmas. We had literally bought his sister a plane ticket to come visit us for Christmas. I wasn't there. I got back there the same day that her flight was scheduled to leave. And at this point, he's still trying to figure me out because I'm not saying anything. I went through a lot of emotions. I went through rage. I went through being sad, angry, just any emotion you could think of, I probably went through it. And so got back home and went. I told him, I was like, well, ain't no food here because obviously I'm the only one that know how to go grocery shopping. So either we're going to go to the grocery store or you just ain't going to have nothing to eat. So we get in the car. I'm going to the store. And I'm that person who always see the funny stuff when I'm driving, right? Right. <laughs> so everybody gets in the car with me. They expect that I'm probably going to see something and I'm going to laugh. So we're driving to the store and I just bust out laughing. And so he's looking around, obviously, because, okay, Renee done saw something. What did she see that was so funny? He was like, what's, what's so funny? And... I said, to him, I said to him, oh, I just thought of a new way to kill you today. <laughs> I bet he wasn't laughing no more. That's yeah. So I bet that smile went right on the way. It went away and he leaned all the way to the door. I, I bet he did. If it was unlocked and cracked, he probably would have fell out. So it wasn't like an instant divorce. Y'all tried to work it out afterwards. We really didn't. I mean, as far as he probably thought, maybe... But that was only because I had to do what I needed. So New Year's Eve, he was scheduled to go back to work. He worked at BMW Manufacturing Company in Greer, South Carolina, which is between Greenville and Spartanburg. Huge facility, thousands of workers. Okay? I want y'all to remember that. Okay? Huge facility, thousands of workers. Worked there for five years. Okay? Okay. So I waited till he left to go back to work. Called my cousin, called my friend. Of course, I had to explain to them what happened. Can y'all please come and help me with my stuff? I'm leaving. I'm going back to Florida. And so once he left that door, they were on the way there. I immediately started packing. <clears throat> Wherever I could put in my car that I know I needed immediately while I was there in Florida, I put it in my car. Anything that I didn't need right offhand, I left it at my friend's house and we went back and got it probably about a month or two later. So... New Year's Day, he gets off of work. He comes home because he works third shift. So he gets off like, you know, six, seven in the morning. And I'm at my friend's house because she's like, I'm not letting you drive late at night. Wait till the sun comes up. There you go. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the clock because I know it's about time for him to call. So he calls and I'm thinking he's going to say, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Because he walks in the house and he's going to see everything's going. When I say everything... Whatever I came into that marriage with, I left with. Absolutely. This sounds like a Tyler Perry movie. (laughs) So. (laughs) Tristan. Tristan. Look, I'll Tyler Perry haul at me. (laughs) We got you. You know, he he support black on. We're going to copyright this one. (laughs) So he comes in the door. I get this phone call. I didn't answer the first time because I literally, I was afraid. Oh, man. So I answered this second time, and I'm thinking he's going to ask me where am I at, what's going on. First thing he says to me is, why didn't I leave him something to cook with in the oven? No, he did not. Oh, that bastard. Yeah, because like I say, everything I came into that marriage with, I left with. 
Which means the only thing that was left in that house when he walked in there was his entertainment stand, his computer desk, mm. and his TV. Oh, that's a real bachelor's pad. That's a and, and whatever pad, pictures that might have been his that was on the wall. All the rest of the pictures, Davis Mack. That is. Okay. You got to do what you got to do, though. And two of them pictures in my house right now. Mm. <laughs> that was mine when I went, and they still mine now. So... You know, it was just like, I left. I got on that road and I got back to Florida. So I'm back here in Florida about a month and my aunt calls me screaming, turn the news on, turn the news on. I'm like, what? I'm asleep. So I turn the news on and there's a case on the news. There's a homosexual couple. The older man had knowingly infected the younger man and was sentenced to five years in prison, which is the max in the state of Florida for knowingly infecting someone with the HIV virus. Mm-hmm. And so my aunt was like, you need to find out if that if that's a crime that happened to you. You need to mm-hmm. find out. Because at this point, I've told my aunt and a couple people knew, because at this point, I was going to a support group. I had already, you know, I was had my first speaking engagement because in the support group, somebody reached out to me and asked me, did I mind sharing what had happened to me? Mm-hmm. So I did, and I called the sheriff's office Spoke to someone in the, in the sex crime G. I'll never forget that man's name, Detective Foot. He's retired I'm now. Weak. Yeah, but he, when I called him and I explained it to him, he was like, you know what? Doesn't matter if you were married. You didn't know. He oh, didn't okay. tell you. So it's still a crime. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so he asked me all the yeah. questions. I explained everything to him in detail. He let me know I needed to, not only did I needed to come in and file a police report. So I didn't, you know, at that time, I'm still not trusting a lot of people. So I found an officer that I personally knew, had them come out to my home. I did my initial report. Then I finally went into the office, did my formal, you know, how to make you write everything you got on the paper. They started investigating. Through their investigations, they found out a lot of stuff. And so they called me Valentine's Day, 2008. He's like, hey, we have everything we really need. We've investigated. We know when he was diagnosed. So he knows that he was diagnosed way before he met you. Oh, wait, wait, way before? Yeah, come on. Yeah, you ain't here to no shock. Yes. And so I asked him, I said, well, what questions do you, you know, he's like, we need something that's solid and elastic. Do you agree to us recording a conversation with you and him? Because in Florida, you only need to consent to one person. One person, like Texas. Yes. And so I consented to it and I called, you know, they gave me the questions. I got a piece of paper. I wrote those questions out. And the detective at first was like, well, how are you going to get him to answer these questions? I said, well, he wants me to come back home. He wants to save this marriage. He knows that I already had talked about counseling. And if we're going to do this, when I need to go to counseling and, you know, so I just need to tell him I got to go counseling. They asking me these questions. You won't tell me the answer. So if you want me to come home, you got to answer these questions. Mm. So I called him on three way. You know, the detective was recording and I asked him every single question, questions from When did you find out you were infected? Why you didn't tell me? You know, just different questions. And he answered every single question because he wanted me to come home. So once I got all of that, I, all right, love you, bye. Clicked them out three ways. I said, you got it? The detective said, oh, I got it. (laughs) And that right there was what we needed for him to not ever be able to say that he was not guilty. Because his initial reaction was, I'm not guilty. How I know she didn't give it to me. Uh, but in reality, he oh, wow. knew that he had been infected since August of 2002. 
Oh, five oh. years. I met him, girl. Yeah. yeah. Look, I met him September 2003, which was literally two days before I delivered my oldest daughter. Oh, wow. Um, it wasn't that I met him for like dating. I met him as a friend. So for mm-hmm. two years before we ever started dating, I was friends with him for two years. We didn't start dating until the end of 2005. Wow. Going into 2006. Wow. And so this was somebody who I trusted. I assumed this was my best friend. We talked about everything. I I, I knew everything about him. I mean, I knew previous women he had dated because, like, we were friends for two years before we ever dated. Did you ever ask Mm -hmm. the ladies the same situation? Like, with? So here's the deal. So remember I told you I came to Florida, you know, after I found out I came all of that December. So come to find out, I got a phone call after I moved back to Jacksonville in that January. I got a phone call from one of my friends who actually works with him. We we became friends. We met through him. And she knew everything that was going on because I told her. And she called me one day. She was like, Renee, I'm at my doctor's office. This is a family clinic. And I'm sitting here and I hear this last name, Martinez. She said, when I heard the name, I looked up. And she said, when I looked up, I saw him and old girl that used to be a temp sitting there with a baby. No. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, I saw them sitting there with a baby. And the baby last name is his last name. Man, y'all. Hey, somebody get Tyler Perry on the phone. When it, when, wait, wait, wait. wait. So, So, wait, this was after you moved back to Florida? Yes. So at that point, I called him on the phone. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Who is this this person and what's going on? And at this point, she knew the lady name. So she told me the lady name. I'm a private investigator, naturally. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) I done already went to court records. I done found her name. I know her address. So I called her on the phone like, listen, I'm going to need you to get in the car. Don't hang up with me. I don't need you doing none of that. Drive straight to her house. When she opened the door, hand her the phone. I don't need you to add lift, say nothing. Hand her the phone. Mm. He drove straight oh, to her house, and I he gave her the phone. And I told her, I said, do you know who I am? She was like, oh, yeah, you live. No, I don't live with him. No, I'm his wife. She was mm. like, his wife? I'm his wife. Mm. And I'm pregnant with his twins. Mm. And I understand you got a baby from him. But this is the thing. While you sitting up here with a baby from him, you know he's HIV positive. Oh. And she was like, well, yeah. So at this point, I don't put together. So at this point, she already know because she infected, whatever. Oh, like, well, I say, well, I done left. So whatever you do, is, uh, that, that's on y'all. But if you smart, you will leave. And this is what she said. Well, he told me if I ever leave him, ain't yeah. nobody going to ever want me again. I said, well, guess what? He told me the same thing. And I got my ass up and I left. Hello. Hello. I said, so if you stay with him. You definitely guilty as he is at this point. So she stayed with him at this point now, 2021, they married. No. But I'm I, that that came. And so then at this point, I'm calling everybody. I done called his mama. So you know about this too? Y'all called his sister. And this is when I really found out what was happening while I was gone. When I called his sister, his sister told me that while she was there, he took her to see the baby and this woman. And his sister asked him right then, well, do Renee know about this? And he lied and told his sister, yeah, I knew. Mm. I told him, I ain't know nothing. So at that point, we all realized that this man not only was a liar, he was a pathological liar. Because you, you lie on one time to cover up the other lie you not told. 
every time. Very manipulative. Lady Bird, right. can I please ask his sign? Oh, oh Jesus. He's August 28th, so whatever August 28th is, I don't know. Oh, that's Virgo. Yeah. So, so Miss Lady Bird, how does having a, like, how did, like, okay, so you're HIV positive at this point, and mm-hmm. you had the twins, and then you had another child after, right? Right. So how does HIV, like, how did that affect having children? So with the twins, you know, I told you my twins were born early. So they weren't born early because of my diagnosis or anything. It was literally stress. Because mm-hmm. if you hear everything I'm telling you, all of this stuff I'm that's telling you guys, yeah, I that's a lot. while I was pregnant. I was literally oh, wow. on bed rest in February of 08. I wasn't due to deliver them until July or mm-hmm. August. Oh, wow. And I delivered them in March 22nd. And I was on bed rest. My water broke. I was laying there watching Maury or somebody. I don't know. (laughs) And my water broke. Dollar You know, right. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) And so, you know, they were born and the main focus was saving their lives. Of course, they were getting all the medication they needed to keep them negative. And they're negative. They're 13 years old now. They're still negative. They're never going to be diagnosed positive. Their life status is negative. And it was just the thing of they were born so early. It's like, let's save their lives. And you hear stories about babies being born premature. So I was back and forth at the hospital. I was back and forth at the courthouse. I was all over the place even after they were born. Because once they got their recorded confession, it took about six months. They finally got to the sentencing hearing because at this point, he had no choice but to plead guilty. He kept saying, not guilty, not guilty. And they like, dude, we got this confession. We got records showing that you were diagnosed. So anybody who tests positive for any type of STD, no matter what it is, it goes into the database. Mm-hmm. And once they once the court order is issued, whatever health department it is that holds those records, they have to disclose when you were diagnosed and when you were told and all that. So he was told August 2002. So he knew. And so they told him, like, dude, you knew already. So he, at that point, pled guilty. So he was sentenced in September of 2008. They sentenced him to five years, which is the max in the state of Florida. Now, we were living in South Carolina. South Carolina is 10 years plus a $5,000 fine. Florida extradited him. He was actually charged in both states, but if you know anything about the law, you can't have double jeopardy. You can't be charged yeah. in two states. Yeah. And so by Florida extraditing him, they pulled him from South Carolina. And that was only because our first encounter of having unprotected sex was our wedding night in Florida. And so they charged him. He was sentenced to five years. He served four years. So he was actually released March of 2012. He went back to South Carolina. He's currently still in South Carolina in Greenville. Do we speak? No. Please. We've had times where we spoke off and on cordially because we do have kids. He's tried to take it to a whole nother level of conversation. And I had to slow him down and slow his roll and say, listen, I know, you know, a zebra don't change his stripes. So I know who he is, but we're not going there. Actual. Did he, did he take care of his kids, though? You know, the courts make him do what he do. Okay. Before he was even released, before he was released, it was because I divorced him while he was incarcerated. So mm-hmm. they put it in the divorce that once he's released, when he finds a job, that that was going to be something that was done. So yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and so you know, not by choice, but by force. 
And so he does that part. But yeah, we don't, we currently are not speaking. And I made that choice because I have completely moved on. And I had already been completely moved on before. But I would try to at least allow him to have some communication with his children and his mom as well. They don't want to have that communication. So I, at this point, when, when my babies turned 13 in March, I made it a point to make sure that when I made my Facebook post, I tagged both of them in and it said, you know, <laughs> my kids don't want for nothing. You don't ever have to do something for them again. Don't feel obligated. Don't do nothing. And that's where I stand with that. You know, um, I just choose at this point to not allow his actions to control my actions, if that makes sense. And that's the right yes. way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, yeah. like, speaking like now, just in 2021, what I know you're like a motivational speaker. So, like, what have you been doing to, like, protect the younger generation from making the mistakes that you or maybe someone else made when they were your age? Yeah, the biggest thing is me just sharing my story. You know, if anybody reaches out to me and says, hey, I got teenagers, can you come and talk to them? Or even if it's young adults, you know, our early you know, t- you know, our late teens, 18 to 24, I mm-hmm. go and speak to them, you know, because it- it's important that they know this stuff. I have parents that just reach out to me, reach out to me individually. Can you talk to my daughter? Can you talk to my son? Because they out here doing something and they don't need to do it. You know, one on one, I do that. I make it a point to just be available when anybody needs me because you just never know who really needs to hear my story, to hear, hey, don't go do this. You know, just because you trust in this one person on me, you should be trusting them. That's you know, true. you know, our young, young adults and our teens, they are so trusting of everybody. Everybody's my friend, my friend. You know, they want to fit into the crowd. So they're doing anything to fit in the crowd. And they just need to know you don't have to do anything to fit into the crowd. Oh, just yeah. be you, you know. And so I share that with them because, you know, this man that had I was married to, I was 24. I was dating at, at that time. I was dating older men. So when we got married, I was 24 and he was getting ready to turn 38. God damn. Okay. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. I was dating older men. I'm telling you. Yeah, I, was wanna, I was never a promiscuous teen. Like I can tell you right now, I'm with my life partner now. So he's the last person that I, I'm going to be with. So I can tell you in my lifetime, I'm 38. I have slept with less than 15 people in my whole life. That's a, I ain't gonna, that's a round of applause. Hey, just, you know, I'm telling you because that's the type of person I was. But I was so trusting of the older, like when I was 18, I had a boyfriend that was 30. I was trusting <laughs> of people because I'm like, okay, I was mature for my age. I graduated high school when I was 17. So I was already, by the time I turned 18, I was already technically an adult for a whole year. I was out of high school. Mm -hmm. So I was always gravitating to older people. So when I met him, it wasn't odd because I always dated older guys. And that was the thing, too. You know, people was like, oh, you just date one, date him because he's making X amount of dollars an hour. Because, I mean, they did get paid generously at BMW. They still do now. But it wasn't that. This was somebody who I thought was my friend, who I fell in love with and wanted to be together. And at his sentencing hearing, the judge asked me, if he had told you his status and you knew prior to having sex with him, marrying him, would you have still been with him? And under oath, I told this judge, yes. If he had told me up front and been honest with me, 
I would have said, you know what? Let's go to the doctor, find out what we need to do to make sure I stay protected. And I would have still been with him. And the judge looked at him and said, okay, Mr. Martinez, why didn't you tell her? And his answer was, everybody I had ever told before her left me. They didn't want to deal with me. They didn't want to be with me. So I felt like if I just didn't tell her and, and she didn't know, then it wouldn't be an issue. And the judge said, well, she found out anyway because you infected her and she left you anyway. That shit crazy. And see, it was so much, like, it goes way deeper. So I'll tell y'all one other deep thing. Well, I'll tell you two other things. So, you know, I told y'all I always got tested every year because I was a medical assistant and a phlebotomist and I did blood jobs frequently. And so it was time for me to go and get my labs done and to get checked. And I told him, I said, well, since we're getting married, let's go to your primary care physician and get tested. Okay, so listen to this. We got tested before we got married. So we went to this primary care physician. I established myself as a new patient. We went in our separate rooms for privacy. You know, you have the HIPAA law, the Privacy Act. We sign these things when we go to doctors. Most people don't read them. But I was in the medical field, so I knew what those forms were for. And so, you know, I'm getting tested in my room. I'm assuming he's in the other room getting tested. You know, long story short, once they did the investigations, come to find out, once they asked the doctor, well, okay, well, what was going on? The doctor let them know, let the detectives know that, hey, I was letting him know that he needs to tell her. And he assured me as my patient that he was going to tell her. Had I even had an inkling that he wasn't going to tell her, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Hmm. So he assured the doctor that he was going to tell me his status. So I'm thinking he's getting tested in the other room. And in fact, He's telling the, you know, doctor's telling him, you need to tell her your status. And he's telling the doctor, uh, he's will. So our agreement was once we got tested and got our results back, we would sit in front of the doctor and we would tell each other our results. So as we got in front of the doctor, he told, I told him my test results were negative. He told me his test results were negative. The doctor, oh. ain't, call, the doctor ain't call, sneeze, fart, nothing. So he just is guilty. But that was because he assured the doctor uh, he was going to tell me. So but- I... Law, so, right? huh? Wasn't the law like going to place on this one? Right. So the doctor really couldn't tell me because of the HIPAA law and the privacy act. Mm-hmm. Because at that time I wasn't his wife, so I wasn't on his medical records in that sense. You know how when you fill out medical records, they say, "All right, anybody you want to know your medical your information." Mm-hmm. I wasn't that person yet, mm-hmm. and so far as I knew, before we got married, I was negative. He was negative. Now here's the second part that happened. And this this all goes to that whole part of me saying everything flashed before my eyes when that doctor told me I was positive. I thought about that. I was like, you know what? This, you know, I was together. Yeah, you know. And then the other part. So this is two days before the wedding. And this is the part I'm going to tell y'all. Whenever I post on social media about my situation in this or one of my old posts go viral, like on Facebook or something, this is the one thing that people always come at me about. And they come at me about it because they don't pay attention to listen to the story. They just go by what they see and they just take it and run with it. So two days before the wedding, we got to his mom's house and his mom pulled me into the garage. And his mom said to me, I need to ask you a question. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. She was like, has he ever said anything to you about HIV? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, well, just go ask him about HIV. Like, she ain't, that's, this is her exact words. Just go ask him. This is mama? This is mama. 
Mm. This is all she said. Now listen to the content, the words that she's saying. Just she's saying, go ask him about HIV. So I'm the type of person when you say stuff to me, I don't do his. He say, she say. I'm gonna put you in face. Mm-hmm. So I went in the house. I said, I need. I told his mom, sister, stay right here. Went in the house. I got him <laughs> to the garage. And why was his mama face okay? So in his mama face, I looked at him. I said, your mama just told me I need to ask you about HIV. What is she talking about? In his mama face, he said, I don't know what she talking about. I don't know why she asked me to ask me about HIV. Oh, no. I have no clue. Uh, no. You know what his mama said? What? Exactly. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Damn. Everybody was going to throw hands with me. She ain't say nothing. She didn't say, no, you lying. Why you? Like, she didn't interject on nothing. Like, tell so, her. So, so at that point, in your mom, um, we in your mama face. Usually, you basically calling her a liar, saying what is he talking about. She ain't answer, so obviously I'm gonna be like, okay, this lady tripping. Now she probably thought that was enough, you know, like she ain't wanna. But uh, not... I don't care. I, I ain't justifying. I... Right, right. And, and, this, and, and this is the thing. So after the fact, once I made that phone call to her when I was calling, asked her if she knew about the baby and all this here, yeah. she ain't even know about the baby. I told her about the baby. She was oh, shocked as hell. But she said that he told her that I knew. She was like, well, he told me that you knew. So I didn't think nothing of it. Sociopath. Yeah, definitely. So he was, like I said, he was lying to everybody. Everybody he was lying to. Wow. And it got so bad to one of his uncles, one of his uncles that lives in South Carolina, when he found out about what he did, he printed out the news article because this was on the news. (laughs) This was on the news in South Carolina and all the surrounding states. I had people calling me and saying they saw it on the news. Oh, wow. And his uncle printed out the news article and mailed it to everybody in the family. So at that point, everybody in the family knew that he was a liar and all the stuff that he did, you know. And for our younger audience listening, please be safe and be careful with who you deal with, how you deal with them. And yes, I tell you this is what I tell everybody, and I'm going to say this. My number one regret, and I don't have regrets. This is probably my only regret in life. I'm 38. My only regret is that I did not actually physically see the piece of paper at the doctor's office of his actual test results because I trusted him. Yeah. So that was my biggest regret. And people always say, well, his mama tried to tell you. No, his mama ain't tried to tell me nothing. All his mama said was go ask him about HIV. That ain't his mama telling me my son got HIV. Did he tell you? That ain't that. She said, go ask him. And when I asked him, you know, all she did was insinuated the fact for me to ask him. And I did. But like I say, everything came back in that flashback when that doctor told me my test. I'm like, you know what? Damn. Damn. Like, I'm looking at all these moments just saying, look, (laughs) like, oh, my goodness. I could have easily just, if I had really just been awake, I was so blinded by the fact that I love this man, you know, and he gave you all these reasons to trust him. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's the being friends for years before for me. Exactly. For two old years, I'm your for friend. <laughs> Not for real. You know? For two old years, I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah. We talking on the phone. You going on lunch breaks and you calling me. You going on 15 minute breaks. You calling me. You get all work on the way home. You calling me. It was just the whole fact that we had such a connection. And I assumed that I knew everything about this man. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, 
And it, and you are a very down to earth woman. I, I don't have known you long, but I know you do have a good heart and your heart is definitely in the right place by doing what you're doing. So I hate that this had to happen to you. Really, I hate that it happens to anybody, but I hate that it happened to you as well. For real. For real. So honestly and truthfully, I really appreciate you coming by and just like giving us this and waking yeah. some people up mm-hmm. and telling your story and not even being ashamed of it. Just telling it, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that means a lot. I, and, it, and it's funny because I've never, I can honestly tell y'all, I've never been ashamed to tell it. Never. When, it when, because like it was so, it was so many lies and deceits that took place. It was like, I don't care. They need to know the truth. Because I kid you not, the first news article that was printed, it called me his girlfriend. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think I was more mad at the fact that they called me his girlfriend than the fact that he gave me HIV. No, I was his wife, y'all. Right. <laughs> like, like, hold up, no. Put some respect yeah. on your name. Right, exactly. Like, no, nah, y'all ain't finna downplay this like I was just some girl. Just some like, random hoe. I was this whole wife. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I called the news station. So I was like, listen, this I'm the one y'all write about. You're gonna have to get this right. And I kid you not, the next day they called me and they said, well, can we do an interview with you on our news station? And I did. That's how people found out my name. Because they never, you know, victims, they don't put your name in articles. Uh-huh. And they put they put my name and my picture. They found a picture of me and him, put it on TV as they're interviewing me. Uh-huh. And immediately, people started searching for me. They started finding me on social media. And it brought a whole lot of stuff to light. The fact that, remember I told y'all, he had been working at this place for five years. You think that he wasn't sleeping with people in them five years at that job? Uh, absolutely. Forgot all about that. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah, absolutely. Remember, I told y'all to remember that. Five years people at this people's job. Oh. So when they saw his face on the TV, what you think happened? Them people was going ballistics up there. They was going crazy because they either they knew they slept with him or they knew somebody who they who, who they done slept with that slept with. So it was a lot that took place after the initial shock that everybody found out he stacked. Yeah, here today. He even went back to he, he look, no, he couldn't go back to work then. He tried to go back to work when his mom bonded him out. But that ain't even work. They was like, no, we can't have you up here. And they told people if they heard him talking about it, they was gonna get fired. <laughs> but that day when his face hit that news, them people was going to get tested. That was the most people they ever had in the history of that county to go get tested. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's real shit. Yes. And and when I found out that it was possible with other people that he slept with, let me mm-hmm. tell y'all what I did. Remember, I told you I'm a private investigator by nature. <laughs> I went, this is when they will mail you your whole phone log. Remember when, they, when you sell phones? It ain't oh, yeah, used to be the itemized, you know, the little whatever you paid. It was every number you called, they got mailed to your house. Oh, you still pulled up. I did some PI stuff back in the day. Yeah, so <laughs> listen, I went and pulled them levels out. And I was like, oh, I'm finna call all these numbers. If I don't know it, I'm calling it. And I was talking to people who was like, oh, man, you know, they were shocked. You, you're his wife. What? And I talked to people who had done slept with him, who he had, they didn't even know he was married. I ta- and, and this is the kicker. You ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> guess, guess who I talked to? The Martinez girl? No, no. Uh-uh. Just take a wild guess. I call people who he possibly slept with. The doctor? Uh-uh. Oh. 
Come on. Please don't say one of your friends. Uh-uh. Come on. Think about it, John. Your sister? No. No. The mama? I don't know. No, 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 no. What? So, if ooh. I talk, okay, I talked to some some women and I talked to who? Don't say male strippers. I talked to a whole grown ass man. Oh. See, I ain't want to go there. Mm. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, Miss Burr, you don't even need to discuss no more with us about it. it <laughs> Lord have mercy. But no, no, seriously though, I did. I talked to a man who mm. made it known that he had no idea that he even liked women. He was like, when well, he oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know he liked women. He ain't like oh. I was like, oh he well, ain't act uh, like it. You know, I'm his wife and this is what done happened. Like, oh. So most but honestly, most of the people I talked to, if they know they had slept with him or knew somebody, they was real adamant about. Hey, look, we're going to get tested. I'm going to make sure I'm going to get tested. One of the women who had made it known through the whole process, she was like, yeah, I was messing with your husband and I did know about you. Another, this was a whole different woman. Uh, Thankfully, she did not get infected, but she did file charges against him, yeah. even though she didn't get infected. But she chose to not follow through her charges. But, you know, if somebody files charges, they don't follow through. The state can always pick those charges up. Mm. So even though he was released from prison in 2012, in 2014, they picked those charges up. And instead of putting him back in prison, they just gave him like two years probation. But yeah, it was so much stuff that took place. And that's why I say I don't have no shame in telling nobody because every little piece of my story can help somebody in some kind of way. You know, and that's why I do it. My first speaking engagement was speaking to a group of pregnant women. And after I finished speaking to a group of pregnant women, this one girl came up to me and she told me her story. And when she told me what she told me, I knew right then that I could not keep my mouth closed because I showed her a way out of her situation that she didn't think she had a way out of. And so it just showed me like, no matter who feelings I heard in the end, you know, because I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about his mom. I'm going to talk about whoever was involved. You're going to be talked about because you're a part of the story. Whether they feel uncomfortable about it with it or not, I don't care. Because at the end of the day, it happened to me. And that's and, if, and if it's going to help anybody, I'm going to make sure I talk about it. And that's what I did. And and I'm never going to be quiet about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely forget little baby. You the hero for sure for this one. Quite true. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, some of this story is definitely. I'm pretty sure you probably already helped many people, but I'm pretty sure you are going to continue to help people and you know keep them from making those mistakes. And that's a whole accomplishment in itself. Even our, now, our little you know audience that we have, you know, now I have a- yeah, definitely. And I ain't even gonna lie to you. I ain't even gonna lie to you myself. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of protective sex myself. So, you know, that definitely made me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look a different way. You know, Play right? my belt. but no on a serious note though we appreciate you for this discussion i mean discussing this journey and like i said if y'all ever want to personally hit up miss lady bird lady bird where can they find you at like you know social media wise anything like that absolutely so you know i'm a little old a little seasoned so i still get on facebook (laughs) (laughs) me too so you can find me on Facebook as Lady Bird, and it's Lady Bird. Bird is with a Y and not an I, so L-A-D-Y-B-Y-R-D. Um, on Instagram, it's Lady Bird Official. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also Lady Bird on Clubhouse, if you guys use Clubhouse. 
Um, off and on, I may use my YouTube channel. You can look up Lady Burn on there as well. I do schedule one-on-ones with people if they want to have one-on-one sessions. A lot of people do message me on Facebook a lot of times, just asking questions. And I do have two books that I self-published. They're on Amazon. One is an autobiography. So basically, the story that I just told you with a little more details, you know, I can't give you all the beet potatoes. So my book is Married, But It Can Happen. And I actually, I left that book with a cliffhanger and I was going to do a part two. But I kind of decided to just leave it at a cliffhanger because where my life is at right now, I kind of didn't really want to relive some of the other things that I've dealt with post-diagnosis, like a second marriage that ended with some domestic violence. So I was like, you know, I don't want to relive that stuff. So I kind of left it at a cliffhanger. And then I wrote a teen book. So if you guys have teenagers, I wrote a teen book that's titled HIV Around Me. It's a short book because, you know, these kids don't have an attention span longer than a minute. <laughs> so it's a short book. It's just four short stories that it educates them on HIV. It gives definitions. It gives explanation of different terminology. It, it shows them scenarios that they could possibly encounter as teenagers, like in school with a relative or best friend or, you know, stuff like that. So I have those two books that are on Amazon. And I can always be reached out if anybody just wants me to personally send them one. I do that as well. But other than that, that's where you can find me. I'm really an open book. I answer any questions. So some, you know, whatever questions people have, I'm always there to answer them. Sex questions, all that. <laughs> Literally, Man. like people ask me. I don't think there's a question I have never been asked. So I'm an open book for anybody that has questions. If you have teenagers, you want me to look, you want me to scare them a little bit? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes they need that because they think, look, they be out here. So, what's that old saying? You smell a yawn. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So sometimes you got to put a little pin and wake them up a little bit. I'm your girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And we <laughs> appreciate you for that. So on the uh, will you be staying with us throughout the remainder of the interview or will you be heading out? No, I'm good. Everybody sound like they sleep in my house right now. So <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get through with well, well, push on with it. So now we're on our next phase of the podcast where Bruno presents his artist of the week. And then after that, Frijoles. what? Frijoles. Bruno presents his artist of the week. And then, you know, we do Snurly subtopic of the week. Unfortunately, Snurly's not here. So I'll be leading off that segment for the day. But Bruno, go ahead and take it over for us. All right. So week nine artist of the week, we have the hometown Southside G. He is from Polk County, Wayhaven, Florida. Uh, you can definitely find him on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Southside G S O U T H S I D E G G E E. Dropped a album not too long ago by Level Twenty Twenty, an album. He's an artist that has to do with his tracks and his lyrics are all soulful alt hip hop. He is blue check verified on Spotify, so you can definitely. Check him out. Southern Steez, one of the things I like about him, he's not normal, so he definitely pushes the button on all. Definitely like a stay woke type of individual, so definitely give him a listen. He released Phase less than five months ago. Definitely had over a thousand listens on YouTube. Definitely some great visuals that he putting together with his team in Winehaven. Kevlar, they definitely put a nice production out there. He also has a few playlists curated by himself on YouTube. A uh, little slow jam, little B-Day vibes. 
So definitely want to give him a shout out for sure. Again, Southside G, S O U T H S I D E G G E E, Polk County, Florida, stand up. Yes, sir. So moving on to Snurly subtopic of the week, our question is. Do you expect women to be submissive in today's society? Since we have two new hosts today, we're going to kick it off with them for this. I really want to hear their opinions because they're very opinionated. So, Jojo, please talk to them. Repeat that about submission. Do you guys expect women to be more submissive in today's society? Yes. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't expect it that way. Why? <laughs> please, you know, talk about it a little bit more, please. Reiterate. So, like, Okay, if you're thinking about the way society is shown in the media and all that, it's like, no, of course you wouldn't think that. But I hate thinking like that. And I just think that a lot of people still are traditional in a sense, like overall with man provide, woman, you know, submit or whatever. But it's just like if men do want women to continue to submit, then they need to continue to keep their game up instead of wanting to do some 50-50 shit or some shit where some shit right. submitting isn't necessary anymore. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, Miss <laughs> Ladybird, what do you think? Oh, wow. So, I don't know. I think women need to be a little more submissive in current days because... You know, you got this whole independent thing going on. And I think that kind of blinds some women to the fact that they forget about being submissive. They want to be that strong person all the time. And they forget to just sit back and let the man do something for once, you know. So I think women should be a little more submissive in present days. Definitely. Beans, what you, what you think, Beans? I mean, this new generation... Is definitely not submissive at all. No, not even. They're, they're very independent. They definitely want to do it themselves. But then you do have the, you know, the outliers that say, again, I don't need no man. Any of those that are down to earth, like traditional. I feel like in a sense, it's just more as they come of age, they do realize, okay, it has to be like a, you know, a union type of thing. And it goes back to, you know, old times where the union was between man and wife. Man did most of the chores and all the hard labor and everything like that. And, of course, the lady helps around the house and everything like that. Nowadays, it is, you know, hey, 50-50. But I feel like if you're talking about this generation now, girls don't want to be. So it, it's not going to happen. I, I agree with you, Beans. I don't think just in, you know, the landscape we're in right now, I don't think women really want to be submissive. I think it's cool to be the independent woman that does everything by themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, you want to do that, go ahead, be my guest. I've seen plenty of people that have done it and have done it successfully. It's nothing against the people that do it. And I, and I just feel like just in today's society, females aren't really trying to, like, do what the women in the past did. You know, like our grandmas, our great-grandmas. So, like, they not on that type of time. They don't need no man for nothing. <laughs> you, know, you know, this combo very layered. <laughs> yeah, I don't think female i mean of course they would they wouldn't mind it i don't think they'll turn it down but you know you know it's like submission is like i'm i'm making an assumption here because i'm just going based off myself and the women i see around me but submission is very natural 
And like, you know, like we want to do it and we want to be soft and want to be taken care of. But Mm. if you're not in that position to do that, you know, and you have to do things on your own, then it's like when that time comes for you to be soft, you know, men got to have a little more empathy to that and like understanding where she just came from and why she may have, you know, that independent mind going because she's been having to do it, you know. Are, Are you still with us? Yes, I agree um, with everything JoJo said. I just feel like um, as long as the man can show that he is a leader, provider, um, you submit naturally. But Mm. um, so, yes, I say yes. Okay, 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 okay. I'll support it. No, like, what I'm here. (laughs) I'm sorry. What'd you say? Rito Lay? What'd you say? Uh, I don't know what you (laughs) said. (laughs) You said question segment. What was next? No, what did you say? Yeah, wait a little. Yeah, brother, what did you say? What did you say? And question number one. No, 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 no. (laughs) No cap in my rap. True, you submit naturally. Okay, I don't know. It just seems like you'll more really submit naturally. Yes, I would if it was a real nigga. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. It has to be the right man because, like, out here in society, they think that every woman is so supposed to submit to like any and every type of man, right? And every man is not worthy of that. Yeah, if Snurly hit it, she gonna smile. She gonna be smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, sorry, because it's the truth. So. We are moving on to our favorite segment of the podcast, which is the question segment. And with the question segment, different people send us questions. It can be from a team or a crew member. It can be from a listener. It can be one of us coming up with a question. Hell, it might be mama. My mama sent in a question one day. I didn't answer it, but we ain't going to ask it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tomorrow, dude. Not answer mama? But, Let's uh, answer mama question tonight. No, no, no. We're going to put that up for later on in life but we are an honest bunch of individuals so you know we try to keep it a bean <laughs> you know no pun intended so our first question of the question segment today is what does happiness look like to you miss lady bird we're gonna start it off with you oh okay what does happiness look like for me I think right now, happiness for me is just seeing my kids happy. That's the biggest thing for me right now is making sure that they're happy, their needs are met, not their wants, but their needs. And as long as they're happy, then I'm happy. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, that's their answer of it. So it's not just like my mommy. So JoJo, what you thinking? What, what, what does real happiness look like? Well, for me, real happiness would look like every day I would be being able to do what I want to do and knowing that I'm always in control of my own decisions. So you control your own destiny, basically. Yeah. And like my level of success and happiness is like my own. Hmm. I like that answer. They're kind of like, okay, so mine is, it's more like what does happiness like to me? I'm chilling in my jacuzzi in Mm. my three-story mansion. And I got my pet tiger roaming around behind. Oh, okay, me. okay, okay. I got your answer. So you know I'm sitting down. Tiger game. Maybe I don't know on the grass or something. Or no, hot tub. Beautiful <laughs> view. I'm talking mountains and palm trees, even though they don't match. That don't go to. And <laughs> I have, and then I got a field of dogs. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Yeah. And then oh. right next to my field of dogs is like a farm or something. And I got cows. Oh, hell no. Look. Oh, okay, Jojo. Okay, Jojo. <laughs> I know y'all seen those patches of land with all the dogs on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and like, Did you hear that she said her land? Did you think that? that she she owned it. She owns it. That's palm happy. trees in mountain. This is a a, a period. Does Cali not? Does Cali not have yeah. both? Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, but period. Yeah. Thank you. I got you, Jojo. <laughs> on the same Perry? Yeah. If I'm yeah. high up in the mountains enough, I bet I could see the palm tree. There we are. I don't. Boom. This is not Grand Theft Auto. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Angela. I mean, I guess another version of me being happy is like, you know, just making sure my family's straight, you know. That part, yeah. I have mm-hmm. a lot of money, but also my family is straight. You know, yes. my brother can do whatever he needs to do. His school is paid for. My mom don't have to work no more. My grandma got her house, her land, a nice little car, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, and BDGI Studios is up, you know. We got a full, fully operating BDGI studio. You better claim that. Claim it. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm a snap. You don't know, want to clap, but I'm a snap. <laughs> So, Bruno, what does what does happiness look like to you guys? I'm gonna piggyback off what you said. So, for me, seeing my loved ones healthy and thriving—that's friends, family. I'll say being stability—that's <laughs> happiness. Self-care, peace. But for me, like, I don't have any children. I'm not married or anything. So, like, cliche, cheesy, whatever you may call it. But, like, just being on a porch, watching my children play, me and my husband, just in my home, and, like, just love all around me. That's happiness. So. Can't sit outside. For you sure. Tito's going to start biting. <laughs> this guy here. Tito's going to tear you up. <laughs> but that's happiness for me. So, yeah. I support it. That's like the old school answer to you, old head, old soul. Old <laughs> soul, thank you. Old yes. soul. <laughs> so, Bruno, I'm afraid at least this, but Bruno, what's, what does happiness look like? All right, so I've been thinking about it long and hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> so, this, mine is really the, the basic. I'm not like a show both person. So, just, you know, give me something up to date. All right. You know, drop top. You something. Oh, wow. oh, oh, okay, give us your rap video happiness. There you go. Yeah. So, me and little baby standing next to each other, you know. Little baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, I didn't find like anyone else's happiness, did I? <laughs> you did not. Touche. You're right. You you did kind of go in on JoJo. No, I said yeah. a mountain with palm trees that you see on Grand Theft Auto. It just sounds. Well, uh, if it's on Grand Theft Auto, they got it from somewhere. I mean, okay. yeah, you're probably Cali. Yeah, you're probably right, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. San Andreas. Yeah. But continue with your little baby visual. <laughs> but uh, my thing is, my parents had their own little piece. Uh, I mean, my parents definitely want to have their own little thing inside their own land, um, their hometown, in their home country. So I want them to make sure they have that. My my sister, brother doing good, cousins, nephews, you know, my people around me just flourishing. And, you know, I could walk around just like, don't forget about me. Is that his people? Yeah, yeah, you, you my people, Tristan. Of no. course. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So. Look at that bromance. Bring a little tear to my eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, we had to work on that, so we'll definitely do that. <laughs> so that was, yeah, you're right. That was the basic answer. I'm not going to. But that's his answer. That's his happiness. Mm-mm. I still think me chilling with my tiger in my hot tub with my little sunglasses on, I, I guess a vibe, yeah. Your tiger. Yeah, get a get a pet tiger. 
Do well, you got a lot of land for this type? <laughs> right. Can't say anything about parking. Or do we get his exercise on the stairs? I said I'm going to be in a mansion, a three-story mansion. He got the stairs. Mm-hmm. Also the stairs. He got the floor to himself. <laughs> well, yeah, he got he had a not a second, floor to the second floor oh, mansion to himself. That's his. I don't even won't even bother him. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the next question here. <laughs> don't visit Tristan. Nope. Oh yeah, for real. I mean, don't, don't go on the second floor. Yeah, right. Noted. So moving on to the next question of this: Do you think females and males can have a platonic friendship without catching feelings? Oh yeah. Why or why not? Yes, yes, most yes, definitely. They yes. They Absolutely too. I, I'm living proof. I am living proof. You have to have friendships with the opposite sex. That's, that's true. That's okay. real. That's real. Yes. How often does it last, though, before My somebody okay. oh, I can tell you. So, like, I have, yeah, I have two strong Shut male friends. <laughs> and one I met in 2010, and we're still best friends to this day. And then another I met in 2015, and we're still best friends to this but day. But I bet, I bet $20 right now one of them had feelings for you. Never. And yeah. we've never flirted, never went on a date, anything. And then of actually, I met tell you are now. I met both of them when they were in relationships. They're actually still in relationships to this day. And no, and I, I actually love having male best friends. One, just because dating wise, I can get a male perspective. And then also, I don't always like going to my girlfriends or family with my business. So exactly. being able to like lean on them and get that type of information, then it's cool. And then I'm a tomboy at heart. So sometimes or most times, like my girlfriends, they don't like to do the rugged outdoors things. Like I could be cute when needed to be, but then I can be rough out there going to go play basketball, throwing a football around, or just go mudding and stuff. So that's me. Stop it. Art is not playing basketball. I have scars on my knees. Like, I'll cross you break ankles all of that. Don't do that. Wait, wait. Why do you think all of your things for crossing people? Because my cousin, when I was younger, my cousin got mad because I kept stealing the basketball from him and scoring. So the last time I did it, he hit me with that Friday. Chris Rock, when he did it to Ice Cube, he was like, remember this? And he clipped him so my cousin did that to me and i have i have a scar on my knee to this day because he was getting beat by a girl and he was, he was embarrassed mm. hey man so. i need to have a bdg uh, kickball game i'm down i'm down and we play dodgeball too oh we can do don't that too don't play <laughs> bruno you suck I'm, I'm very athletic and i'm good at what i do anyway lady bird how do you feel about the question <laughs> I mean, I have male friends. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, men and women can be friends. No issues, no strings attached, no nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I I agree. Every now and then you got that one or two that might try to cross the line. But, I mean, you know, if you put them in a place, they know where to stay. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes they may stand up at their seat and come forward, but you got to walk them back down the house. Right. Like, like, uh, I don't know. Stay over here. Get mm. that friend's mm. zone. Sit right there. Not yeah. the friend zone. And see, <laughs> it's reserved. Yep. And look, when it comes to the friend zone, there's two different ways to go about it. It could be like, first, they want to talk to you. And then you're like, no, you know, I'm not interested in that. And me, I I probably don't want to be friends with someone who I know like liked me at a point because right. I know because you don't right. be my friend. You just want to see when I'm a breakdown and mm-hmm. give Sit in back. to you. Yeah. And then it's no, different when you have a dude <laughs> or whatever. And then it's like, of course, people are always curious. And then like we are the opposite gender. So I was like, oh, you know, like my friend is cute, but it's just like, but I 
I still don't want to do that or I would never do that. Or the dude can be as curious as he wants to be, but as long as he doesn't pursue, like, it's just natural for y'all to be like, oh, you can ask any nigga who has female friends yep. and it's like, they will probably, they're of course going to find them attractive and they'd be like, of course, if the opportunity presented itself, I smash, but I wouldn't and I don't need to think about it past that. Mm-hmm. You right. Know, like, that's just, just natural being a person. Yeah, yeah look, I got this on the term, nigga. Yeah, I got a male friend. Me. In my male friend, look, Man, in my male friend, we'll be right on video chat and his girl be laying right, right next to him in bed. I'd be like, hey, girl, how you doing? Exactly. Anyway, we have a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even one of my male best friends, I have his girl's phone number. So, like, it's, it's really weird. Like, it's no. not. That's no. maturity. It's called but, maturity. Right. Now, will I call my dude friend who has a girlfriend at 1 a.m.? No. No. But can we talk on the phone and it's no issue? Of course. Exactly. And I'm just became a godmother to my best friend's son. So, <laughs> yes. He, so, yeah. A little art being a godmother. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, technically it's only two weeks. So, yeah, I guess so. Bruno, shut your I got to get used to it. Thank you, Bruno. No, I do. I do have to get used to saying that. So, yeah. Thank you, Bruno. That's an honest moment for me. Thank you, Bruno. Oh, my God. I got to do better. Tighten up. Right on. Hey, Bruno, when I have a kid, I'm making my child godfather. Right? Uh, I'm, I'll pass. I'll, oh, it, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> no, either Joe or had, had, you know, dibs. You're, you're done. You're well, they could be the godmother. You got to be the godfather. You're cut off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love being a godmommy. But you that, have to be there for the kid in case something happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. but, we know. But even, I don't, even I don't, then, like, no, I'm talking that. Like when something happens to the parents, yeah. or, like technically a god's parents' job is they go with you. Yeah, I assume mm-hmm. that role. You have guardianship, both, right? Correct. Now, in most right. cases, they don't. It don't happen like that because they'll normally mm-hmm. go like the grandparents or the aunts. But you know, that's technically what a god parent is really for. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people just say it's cute for you to be my child. God. Right. It, 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 yeah, you can't. Exactly. Can't do cute. I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. No, I want, I'm invested. I'm yeah. Invested. yeah. And you think that when my, when before it happened. friend was pregnant, it was a whole conversation. She was like, are you sure that you want to assume this position? And I was like, yes, please. Well, <laughs> yep. I was a god mama. Oh. Keyword was. <laughs> so what had happened was uh, when the story started like that <laughs> no the parents they kept so it was my classmate I had known him since 6th grade and so him and his wife wanted me to be the godmom to their daughter one of their kids but they kept changing their phone number and I kept oh, contact. Oh, like they kept, they kept moving and they kept changing numbers and I'm just like I can't keep up with y'all like how I'm supposed to keep up with my god baby when I don't even know where y'all at. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And she like, I don't even know how old she is now. I lost track. Get on the book, P.I. Look at P.I. I know how to find them, but it's like... I ain't gonna lie. I'm the type of person that I beat and forgot I had God kids. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> well, you see, I did. I believe he only like two weeks old, but you know, I'm back. Yeah. He won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back but they're also really? in Houston I'm in Dallas so there's a difference yeah it's like you don't yeah. even know that kid yet yeah yeah damn Jojo <laughs> well <laughs> for real he can't even uh, sit up but he's beautiful I'll say that and I'm not being biased hello yeah. to answer this question though no no they cannot 
um, why would you? What, how are you going to please, please, please no, and uh, elaborate when three, when three people just said yes? <laughs> okay, we all have different experiences, and why can't know? you? So, how okay, so the, the whole no, answer we're gonna ask you it like this. So, why why do you catch feelings? Mm-hmm. How you figure it's me catching feelings, or how you just jumped to that? Then, why do you because you just jumped to saying no? Uh, yeah, because normally the females catch feelings for me. Duh. Come on. Oh, they like that. They like mm-hmm. that ain't shitness that you. Okay. Jojo. We've heard a story or two and it's a little toxic. This, this, this is the quickest way you get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> I told y'all he was treating me like I was a hoe. I, I don't even I, I'll do it. Come on, which one? The whole right, thing. you got talking about you got to be more. Thing I said, she was like, "Oh, hey, it's JoJo." I'm like, "You got to be more specific." I know a bunch of JoJos. That's all I said. I forgot you was a rock star, <laughs> Bruno. How do you feel about the question? <laughs> yeah, uh, males and females can be just have a serious relationship with just being friends just as possible. Thank okay, you. thank you. That's yeah. a thank what you. a king, young me. Oh my god, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and if we want to sound like we're from the south, we can call him a king. Okay. Moving on to question number three, <laughs> and the last and final I think, I think <laughs> segment today. <laughs> and the question is, oh, this is my question, by the way. I, I need people to. Oh man, oh, is women's toxicity worse than men's? Absolutely not. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Yeah, absolutely not. Because absolutely, men, y'all will do things like pretend to be a whole person for ten years to get some pussy. Man, what you say? What to say? Ten what years? Who I don't think they, they hear you in the back, Jojo. Oh, they oh God, men, men do. Oh, let's got you too. Hey, yo, did she not just tell her story? Like, right. did, were y'all not? That's a whole <laughs> different level of toxic. That's a different level of toxic. But it's calm. He's saying, hey, yeah, a man. Hey, no. Hey, hey, okay. Look, so he on the right side. Her second husband was toxic. He he basically became what I said I was looking for, and he wasn't that for real. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I don't know, y'all always love to hear. Tell me what you're looking for. Mm. Tell me what and you like, like versus just yeah. letting it naturally. No, you can't ask that. No, no is that all you do? All you, thank you, because then you're going to try to mold yourself into that. Right. So and on some sick shit. Somebody asked right, what I'm looking for. Boy. I'm not telling you. I'm looking for Jesus. I just like to have, <laughs> yeah, hello. I just like to have natural flowing conversations and we get to know each other. Do not ask me what I'm looking for or what I like. It's right. Like I'm looking but for that's a part of the natural flowing conversation. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. And so, mm-mm. and then also, if a woman is asking you that, you want to be aware of her too because she she's gonna be toxic. Like, right. you want to try to be what you're seeing. You're I'm looking glad you know for. That. If you tell a woman, but no, it's real. Look, Think about it. If you tell a female, well, you know, I don't really, I ain't really into makeup. Or I ain't really into weave. Guess what? They gonna have a bare face and a bald head. Yep, the new. Yep, yep. yep. They try to mold themselves. So, and that's on both. That's on both ends. So, for me, when you say it's women more, absolutely not, because I feel like it's equal. It just depends on the person. It's always equal. Thank mm-hmm. you, Arna. Yeah, you tried it though, but no, you really tried it. Like this, I don't like this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't like this energy. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. <laughs> we need snurly. we need snurly back. I like it better when snurly was outnumbered. 
<laughs> outnumbered. So, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, no good more day. of that. No more of that. Reminiscing, man. I mean, no. literally. We can do not have that queen outnumbered on here. When Snurden listen to this, she's going to be smiling for a minute. Yeah, man. Right. Oof. Yeah, I did a good job. Yeah, so, we can't. No, no more outnumbering that queen. I've listened to the podcast. All of them. Not that y'all coming to Snurden defense. I'm just saying. I mean, we already eight episodes in. Y'all too late, bro. Well, we here now. That's that's the mess. I guess, man. Whatever. We need mm-hmm. Jackson here. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> we need Probably Batman. calling in all the backup. Yeah. <laughs> we need Batman. <laughs> Where's John? <laughs> but uh no, on the same no, no, I mean I, you 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 are right. It depends on the person, but I've met some very toxic females in my life. And I've met very toxic I bet, men. So I, I bet it was your hard. karma. If anything, Tristan, I guarantee you it's your karma. No, but it's your karma. Well, you should, or you would move differently. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, Bruno, how do you feel about this? Well, oh, or Yeah, I'm going to decide I was late on this one, Tristan. <laughs> bro, what? <laughs> bro, you're so light-skinned, bro. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no, light you are. Isn't that what you like, Draco? Light-skinned? Well, you know, hey. Okay. I'm a large, I'm a light-skinned, but I'm still a dark nigga. That's oh, what Drake said. Oh. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be me? No. <laughs> you're light skin and you're still light, bro. No. They have light skin tendencies. The guys are right. I've seen guys be more toxic and really. I mean, we know a toxic individual. I ain't gonna say it. Oh, no, 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 no. Ain't no sneak dissing, bro. Say it. Michael Blackson. Oh, oh, oh. Man. Oh, wait, wait. Were you referring to Jackson when you said that? <laughs> no, buddy, no. I just feel like in this, I know people and g- gals. I just feel like this are, they follow, you know, they like toxic people, toxic guys. And guys are, can you see the bad boys are always like, they, good boys are never like. Yeah, I know. I used to, I, I, I'm i one. The good guys always finish last. Stop. I'm not lying. You're a good guy? Yes. Since how long ago? June 29th, 1999. But what if you're a good guy and you're boring? So you like oh, you want the toxicity and fun? No, <laughs> no. He said his tone. He said his tone. Not being boring doesn't mean being toxic. It just means like people sometimes think you know, oh, because I'm such a nice person, I deserve somebody. And it's like, well, maybe you're kind of not that funny, or maybe you're not that resourceful, or maybe you know, like there are different things that keep people from liking you besides you being a nice person. That little toxic. Well. No, it's not. What if you're sweet as hell and you're lazy as fuck? What if you're the nicest person in the world, but you're not funny at all? You're dry humor. Dry humor. Isn't that all that? I said not funny at all. Dry humor is pretty funny. Uh, It depends on the person. You know, I'd be laughing. (laughs) Yeah, you laugh. But it's humor. Like, if you're not funny at all, I don't really want to be around you. Nevertheless, though, I feel, but look, though, look, though, look, though, maybe, I I don't know. Ain't no telling. No, it ain't no excuse. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you don't got personality, you don't got personality. I mean, that's true. You can't teach personality. Some people, it just comes naturally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really just depends. Right? You can't force somebody to be somebody they're not. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you can pretend to be somebody. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> 
Hey, if it was easy to find a partner, we'd all be married and happy with you. Like the whole world would be married. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. I don't want kids. Well, married and happy. If it was easy to find people. Or rich and happy. Rich in what ways? With money? Spirituality. Only? Oh, uh, yeah. Spirituality. Health as well. Happy and health? Yeah. (laughs) You know, okay, you know, like, when the hell of things are going bad for a person on a TV show, and then they're like, at least I've got my health. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they play the like the laugh noise. So, <laughs> so hey man, I want to appreciate Miss Lady Bird for coming out yet yes, again. Thank you. We love the knowledge that you came to spit on this podcast oh, today. Of course, of course, of course, and we love to have you. Season two is on the way. We might have to bring you in for another episode so you can educate Schnurly and Jackson. You know. <laughs> And also, I want to appreciate JoJo and Art for coming on today in such short notice. Oh, of course. And Art Thank is you for and, having me. Oh, of course, JoJo. You know, welcome to the team, man. What a what a no better way to be welcome to the team. You know, <laughs> day one. <laughs> anyway, so guys, make sure y'all go check us out on IG at bdgi dot podcast, and the same thing on Twitter bdgi dot podcast. Make sure you check us out on Clubhouse. We do weekly recaps with the one and only Arc. She leaves our recap rooms on everything, basically, podcast. And, you know, we do networking rooms every... We're going to start doing them every day just to, get you know, just try to get different people in. But, you know, we're going to do networking rooms and collabing rooms every day on Clubhouse and also Speak Easy. So, y'all, check that out. Check us out on that. Also, if you're interested and you think, emphasis on think, you can cook, please hit me up in my DMs. We are going to start a new segment pretty much on our Instagram channel called Cooking with BDGI, where we let one of our listeners showcase their cooking skills on our Instagram page. And if you can't cook, I am definitely going to talk about you. So please be prepared. Mm. <laughs> and also, Jojo, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, okay, you can find me on Instagram at Claymation Outlet, spelled how it sounds. You can scroll through my page and maybe find some poetry or something like that. Word. And Miss Lady Bird, also again, before you leave, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, no, you can just find me on those social medias. Any other gems you wanna Um no. I mean, like I say. If anybody wants to reach out to me, they can. Make sure you go and get tested. That'll be a gym right there. Yeah, say, but please, yeah. please, please. That gym right there. Go and get tested. Please go get tested. If you are sexually active, get tested at least every six months. If you're not sexually active, I encourage you still to get tested once a year. And that goes for anyone married and unmarried. Mm. Dropping gems. Dropping Thank gyms. you. And for Miss Art, go follow her on ig at gorge.art.gallery miss lady bird art just texted me and said thank you and she enjoyed your testimony that you shared with everyone today she's really appreciative awesome thank you and i'm gonna be on that recap listening to oh yeah <laughs> factual 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 like we said for art is g-o-r-g dot art dot gallery g-a-l-l-e-r-y i know i probably shouldn't have to spell that but i know some of y'all niggas can't spell 
So, <laughs> so next week will be our final episode of the season. Man, it's been a long road, a long journey. Very stressful at that. So we got a treat for y'all next week. Next week's episode is going to include every member of the BDGI team. And we're just going to come to you full-fledged and just give you some great content for our last episode, man. So make sure y'all check us out on all of the social media sites. Make sure you tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a mama's friend and to tell a mama and their grandmama to go check us out and listen to us. We are on all streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Audible. Okay, not every streaming platform. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Lady Bird, for coming out. You're welcome. Like having you and JoJo and Art, I Lady Bird, both for coming out today. Thank on and welcome to the team, officially, officially. I'm pretty sure I'll get some hoes off this podcast. So, Kristen, oh, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Signing oh, off. Mm. <laughs> All right, man. Thank y'all for coming out, man. Like I said, it's your boy T Hudden. Peace out. Free holders out. Peace.